Good morning. You're listening to Heartbeat Radio for Women. I'm Mary McBride. Joining me this morning, psychologist and author of Your True Nature, Charity Parrish. Good morning, Charity. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. Great pleasure to be on. So glad to have you on. Today we're talking about fear and how it applies to our our daily lives. So what's the deal with fear? Well, I think people tend to be afraid of a lot of things these days. There seems to be this sort of general fear that I'm seeing more and more with clients. And, uh, you know, it's something that's uh, concerning to me because, you know, there's lots of ways to help people get over, over fear. Mm-hmm. So what's the fastest way to dispel fear of anything? Well, the main thing, Mary, would be to actually look at that which you've, you're fearing and get some more information about it. You know, get the evidence, find out more facts, because normally people's fears are way out of proportion to the actual chance of something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so to get more information would be the absolute first step. Now, does fear drive some of our choices? Um, it can, absolutely. It's, um, unfortunately, if, if we have a lot of fears, our choices can become sort of more and more restricted. So we can, in fact, make, make less choice because we, we sort of live in a state of fear. So to really try and get over those fears and then not be so restricted is really important. Mm-hmm. Can fear actually be good for you sometimes? Um, well, certainly a little bit. Occasionally, you know, when required, such as if you, you know, were or an accident or something you know you might feel that surge of adrenaline and then that helps you respond quickly so to occasionally feel fear is is absolutely fine but it's certainly not not good to be in a state of fear all the time now what's the difference between healthy and unhealthy fear because i know like roller coasters can be scary but i mean there's nothing really wrong with going on a roller coaster right no that's right it just gets the adrenaline going so that's that's absolutely fine so um, is so, just, so is is that a healthy fear? Is there unhealth? What's an unhealthy fear? Uh, well, an unhealthy fear would be that kind of persistent fear that that actually stops you doing things as well. So people, you know, for example, people might have a fear of going to the shop or you know leaving the house, which you know I do see with some clients. So if it's affecting your life uh, to the point where you know it's stopping you do things, that would definitely be getting into the realms of unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, to go on a roller coaster once in a while, absolutely good for you. So what do you do if you have an unhealthy fear? How can we f- kind of get rid of it? Well, it depends how bad it is. I mean, if it's, if it's really affecting your life, you might need to talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's just something um, that, you know, it's not so serious, but you still want to deal with it, I think, you know, again, look at the evidence, get the information. And an acronym I like to use is if you look at the letters of the word fear, um, it actually, I like to use with clients that it, it really spells out false evidence appearing real, so F-E-A-R. So I like that one. So get the evidence, and then people, usually the fear goes down. I do like that. What about... Yeah, I like that one. That sticks, and people can remember it easily. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to have to remember that one. What about yeah. side effects of these higher levels of fear and anxiety? What happens if someone's that stressed out and scared all the time? Well, if you live in that state with that high stress level can actually affect your immune system, which can affect, um, you know, if you've got a compromised immune system, it, you know, you can be more prone to disease, illness. So actually being in a state of fear can be, you know, worse for the body than the fear itself. Um, so certainly the main thing would be effect on immune system. 
you know, everyone always says that you should face your fears. You know, the only way to, to not be afraid of going on an airplane yeah. is to get on an airplane. Is that really true? <laughs> well, that's actually, that's actually pretty accurate. I mean, the way, the way we normally recommend it is to go in steps. So, for example, if it was the airplane and you've sort of never been near an airport or anything, the first step might be go to an airport and just sit in the lounge. And the trick is to actually stay in the situation until the anxiety goes down and then you sort of reprogram your body and brain that you are safe in that situation. So, I mean, in therapy, we'll do that visually. So, you know, people close their eyes and imagine they're at the airport and you, you actually use the same parts of your brain as if you were there. So it's called a systematic desensitization. So, yeah, step by step and get yourself in that situation. Works a treat. Now, how did you get into studying this topic? Um, uh, for me personally, but it's just part of my part of my curriculum, part of our training as psychologists to learn about because it's quite a common thing we see um, people with elevated fears, and you know the fact they can even get in to talk to us is a is a really good start. You know that's that's part of facing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you know to to be able to go and speak to somebody about it is really important. Now, what about kids? What if you have children that are scared of something? How can we help them to overcome their fears? Well, it depends what it is. I mean, certainly to talk to them about it and actually see see what it is. And, you know, part of our role as a parent may be to, you know, to absolutely talk about those things and to, to give them that information so they might be afraid of, you know, what if a spider bites me, mummy? And then you explain, well, actually, there's only a couple of spiders that can really hurt you, and most of them are in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but certainly to give them more information, talk to them. And, you know, if there's a certain place, that they're afraid of going to to go in steps would really help mm-hmm. and so perhaps to take something that makes them feel more comfortable if they have a, a favorite toy something like that can help mm-hmm. depending on the age of course right so say they're afraid of the dark for example and they don't want to sleep in their room at night because it's dark is it better to say you're fine you know close the door have them get through the night and then tomorrow say see you're fine or is it better to slowly ease them into it I find slowly easing them into it is, is a lot better. Um, so steps can be a lot a lot less traumatic for them, you know, because if you leave them alone one night, you know, they might be appear fine the next day, but it might have taken them two hours to get to sleep and they're, you know, really upset and scared. So it's better to do it in steps. So, for instance, you might leave the, you know, the whole light on with the door open and then after a few nights you slowly close the door and that will that will definitely help them. And to talk about, you know, what are you afraid of? What is, what is it about the dark that you're actually afraid of? And, you know, get them to have a bit of a joke about it. And, you know, if they're afraid of some spooky monster, you could get them a, one of their favorite toys or teddy bears and say, look, this teddy bear can protect you from the spooky monster. Something like that can help, a little trick. Mm-hmm. Great, great advice, Charity. Where can listeners go for more information? Well, there's more information on my website, which is newpsychology.com.au, so the AU for Australia. And I've got more information there and about my book. And there's a couple of uh, free downloads on there, too. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Mary. Stay tuned. You're listening to Heartbeat Radio for Women.